0: This is a podcast by the journal Methods in Ecology and Evolution. In August 2013, we attended Intercol in London and one of our associate editors, Barbara Anderson from Landcare Research in New Zealand, asked a number of delegates what the newest method is that they currently use. 100 questions type exercises we've invented our own method it's uh it's a complicated way of moving people between categories moving ideas between categories as you rank them so you have sort of gold silver bronze and then you move to the next section you start off by ranking questions and then at the next level you look at the bronze ones and you say we can probably get rid of most of these but sometimes people say well actually they have some merit and then you look at the silver and you say, what about these? And people say, oh, they're actually, one or two of those are actually pretty good. And you look at the gold one and sometimes you say, well, actually, that isn't quite as good as you think it is. So that's a way of quite efficiently going through a set of issues or questions, but not being too ruthless too early on. So it gives a sort of second opportunity. Mobile phone-based um, citizen science data gathering. Radio tagging on weevils. Well, like everybody else, we went into uh, well, two things. We constructed those controlled environment chambers called the Ecotron, which was an incredibly sophisticated controlled environment chamber. They're still in ex- they're still running, they're still in existence, and allowed us to do things you couldn't do in the field. Uh, and uh, modern molecular techniques, obviously, deliberative valuation. So, eliciting values by acknowledging the fact that people once they're given the opportunity to deliberate on them this isn't really an ecological method but it's about valuation of ecosystem services and valuing the environment so giving people the opportunity to consider different aspects of information before they make their value can really change their values Uh, Next generation sequencing High throughput sequencing of genomes Biogeochemical methods, I guess Biogeochemical modelling Uh, so from the 80s onwards not cutting edge still Basically, it's um, empirical rules defining how energy and nutrients go into making up beings, uh, putting all those together and making a model out of that. Um, Well, I would say that's the method that I developed to um, calculate the resistance of a landscape using a much older theory of Ohm's law, but using it in a new context. Illumina sequencing. Tweeting. It's not a method, I suppose it is. It's a communication method, not a scientific method. And the newest method would be as statistical approaches come about because of better computational ability. So being able to cope with more heterogeneous data using different statistical approaches. That would have to be laboratory techniques, measurement of gas exchange, that kind of thing, with the latest equipment. Newest methods. I'm sure there's some various new statistical methods, but I mean, in terms of equipment, then, then some of the GPS stuff is, is uh, quite modern. Um, we, ha- we have apps that are Android or, or iPhone that can be used by, by anybody. Okay, let's see. The newest method could be. I invented and recently published in the New York Academy of Sciences, The Year in Evolutionary Biology, what I call valley numbers. So good old Mark Hill, reaching out into the past, invented, of course, hill numbers. And hill numbers are interesting because it's like the effective number of common species. As a conservation biologist, I thought it was really neat to talk about the effective number of rare species, and naturally when it came to naming that new index, I decided to call it not hill numbers, but valley numbers, and so that's my favorite new method. Pyro sequencing of genomics, so you extract DNA from an organism and you determine the full DNA sequence of that whole organism. Ah, we well, kernel density estimations using our uh, program language uh, to look at body size distributions. We just never had the computing power beforehand. We're getting into very fancy uh, DNA analyses on uh, soil microorganisms. I'm um, using a number of very new methods, including um, probability density kernels. The newest method? Well, I guess, I guess various forms of Bayesian analysis. So that would be working with the people who are doing the modelling approaches that are really complex, and we couldn't possibly have done them before we had the com- kind of computing power that we have. And because of the large-scale and long-term data sets that I work on within the Biological Record Centre, this computing power and also the ability to gather the data through things like iRecord is allowing us to, to do more than we could have previously imagined with these amazing data sets. Parallelised compu- so to speak, having a, an analysis spread over multiple cores to run the whole bloody thing more efficiently. We're uh, collecting uh, single nucleotide polymorphisms in our rainforest trees to understand the genealogical history of tree, tropical tree populations. Uh, Greta's code. I'm using portable XRF spectrometry to measure silica connected to a scanning EM so we can localise it on the leaf surface. So that's a new thing that I've never used before. Well, I'm definitely using our me-paper method on risk assessment. One I just developed myself. It's called the Gaussian Resampled um, Inverse Weighted McKinney Model. Uh, Kutoni Science Reviews, 2012. And it's a method for estimating extinction time and in, in deep time from fossil records. Probably occasionally dabble in generalized linear mixed models. Um, I- isotope tracing, probably. Probably pyrosequencing para- sequencing DNA. The newest method I'm currently using. I use a bunch of things which would have been within the last year. Again, I do statistical stuff, so um, random forests, they were quite new. Hyperspectral LiDAR remote sensing. Phylogenetic and spatial methods for modelling data. Bias random bridges for mapping sort of spatial uh, movements between two points. So you get like a bias between the two locations. It might be some kind of MCMC-based statistical calculation stuff, which is available in R. But for me, it's also the next-generation sequencing that uh, we currently use to do genetic stuff. Integrated population modelling. So the inference of hidden uh, demographic traits through the um, multiple... uh, It's a combination of census and capture-mart recapture information. INLA. It does well it does many things, but the thing I'm mainly interested in is that it's fits spatial models to very big spatial datasets. I've started using Bayesian analysis. The newest method, process-based models, um and modeling frameworks for looking at ecosystem services and to inform land use decisions. So sort of integrated modeling. So it, these natural capital projects, models, invests model. Newest method. So I've used ADMB a little bit. So ADMB is just a, it's a, it's a numerically efficient way of fitting mixed effects models in a likelihood framework. Species distribution modeling. Uh, species distribution models in remote sensing. Oh, I'll say random forests. People in my group use RT-PCR, molecular-based methods, to understand host pathogen ecology. I guess hierarchical Bayesian models. Bayesian form of generalized linear mixed modeling that was released in a package, an R package, in the last year. Next generation sequencing. The newest uh, is, for example, role-playing role game. Oh, right cool. to test the impact of uh, different scenarios it was a uh, work on uh, GMOs. and it's, uh, it, u- it is used for biodiversity also and uh, I think it 's very interesting to build model with uh, stakeholders and to test different scenarios I think that neutral neutral theories uh, we 're using next generation sequencing, so we extract DNA and RNA nucleic acids from sediments, and then we 're looking at um, what sequences are there so we're using these um, brand new technologies to do that In our research group uh, like in many other ecology research groups we are currently using uh, genomics uh, tools uh, we have uh, sequenced the full genome of the butterfly species we are studying We're using um, an inverted leaf blower to sample invertebrates like a suction sampler Some kind of new randomised null biogeographic models where we like spin data points and things null models new null models i don't think <laughs> they've got a name newest method well a smartphone i suppose uh, not by myself but uh, our team is using that. Yeah, the the, well, the portable glider to to measure the distance nmds oh, non-metric really? multidimensional scaling well, statistical techniques; those are always changing. So, yeah, using um, Bayesian methods of inference, for example. GPS loggers and collars for geese to, well, basically get information on their foraging behavior. Newest method currently using uh, metabolomics. Newest method that I'm currently using. Well, I use a computer transect analysis of butterfly counts I I do a butterfly survey each year and it's the um, format for taking your transect counts along a linear pathway. Uh, The newest methods I'm currently using are statistical methods using integrated nested Laplace approximation which is um, a way of approximating Posterior distributions. Calculating functional diversity indices, I reckon. Probably Um, fairly new, like 2010-ish, 11-ish? Hmm, pretty much sensing. Molecular stuff, it's all Not doing it personally, but somebody I'm working with is going to be looking at bug DNA. I'm not currently using it, but I'm about to have a project with someone that I've been chatting to here about stochastic life-table response experiments, which is 2010. The, the newest method is the use of satellite tagged on, on migrating birds to track their journeys. Me, personally, it would be applying R to do meta-analysis. I've done meta-analysis since the early 90s, but now I can do them in R. Multivariate mixed models. Three-dimensional laser scanning. Any of the R packages. There are continually new ones coming out. Bayesian Image Restoration 1994. The newest method that I'm currently using. Some of the very new radio tracking devices that have very recently came out that are very, very tiny. I have a PhD student who's interested in mosquito behaviour and whether that's changed because of human interventions. And with colleagues in the medical division at Oxford... She has just got whole genome sequences of 500 mosquitoes. Microsatellite arrays. Uh, method by me, published in Methods in Ecology and Evolution last year, for an R package called MopMops. Oh, I guess using remote sensing satellite data to assess grassland diversity. RFID technology, the stuff you use in um, oyster cards, I stick them on bees and then I, I, get, I get to look at their foraging patterns. Every bee that I look at, you can give them a unique identification little tag on, on, on top of their thorax. Uh, and every time they go in and out of the colony, I can tell when they go out, when they come back, how long they spend foraging. And I know every, every identification, every age of all the bees that I look at. Have a look at the methods blog to find out who gave the answers. Look out for other podcasts from Barb about the oldest methods still being used, potentially useful methods that have not yet been invented and the most transformational methods in various fields of research.